in in Denmark, it's pretty you know common when it's when it's Christmas time that you just like eat a bunch of potatoes. You eat duck. You eat uh, like a, a roast for Christmas. And then we have these. We call them brown potatoes, which are basically just potatoes that have been rolled in in, sh- in melted sugar. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever tried those potatoes? I've. Okay, no, but we, but like Americans have something even more barbaric in um for Thanksgiving. I only found this out when like I when I visited my ex girlfriend for like uh, Thanksgiving like years and years ago. Apparently, a thing th- to do in America instead of like rolling sh- potatoes and brown sugar. You take sweet potatoes and you bake them with fucking marshmallows and call that a casserole. Nanny the fuck? That's what I'm thinking. Because like the the way you describe like roll rolling like potatoes and sugar, like you maybe the reaction would be, oh, that's weird. Why would you do that? But like, no, we got something even more fucked up. Well, uh, see, the thing is that I don't like brown potatoes, which is like. If you say that in Denmark, you're basically, you know, like an outcast. Um, so, so like hearing this extreme version of it just makes me fucking want to ex life. <laughs> um, I mean, like, no, it's it's like I said, it's like thankfully my family doesn't do this because we're Hispanic. We actually have fucking taste. But, <laughs> but no this is like that's like a apparently that's like a common american thing like a sweet potato marshmallow casserole if you call that a casserole it's fucking weird but no like um uh food for holidays is a weird thing because you always got like uh I, I guess like i'm trying to like talk about like savory and sweet stuff cause, but like the main thing i'm thinking of is like my mom does this thing with ham, where she like uh, covers it in honey and pineapple, and I'm like, "Why does this work?" But it's yeah. so good, and you know, I think that I think like growing up, I never really questioned it, but like now, I kind of realize, you know, maybe pineapple and ham do belong on a pizza because when you have them together for like a feast, it's actually pretty damn good. It's like mm. sweet, salty, all that shit. Um. We uh, we were visiting my my uh, little sister and my brother in law. Uh-huh. Uh, who they've just moved into a house and you know they got the new baby, my nephew. So obviously we had to see them here for Christmas, and um, so we went there. And uh, my sister had cooked a ham, and the way that she and my mom does it uh, is that they they take like a big big fuck you ham and they cover mm-hmm. it in mustard and brown sugar. It's actually pretty good. The you know, the the yeah, the mustard basically just the mustard basically just works like an adhesive, and then you add the sugar on top. Okay, see, so like I can understand when you put like sugar or sweet stuff on meats, but like when you put mm. it on like things like potatoes, like a like a random starch, yeah. it's a little not right, you know. Mm, well. But like brown uh, potatoes. Yeah, there's also another thing that we do at Christmas, which I think, like, when I uh, reach the point of my life where you know you start asking questions, basically, like, why the fuck are we doing this thing? Um, I, I, uh, so, so during Christmas we have uh, chips, like 
as a dish. You know, straight up potato chips. Not, you know, like french fries or anything. Straight up potato chips. They add nothing but salt and something to, like, dip into the gravy so you can eat it. Do you have that? I mean, when people come over, there's always, like, a plate of chips or a bowl of, like, cheese puffs or whatever for, like, people to eat. And sometimes someone brings that to the middle of the table just, like, dig in and put in. But, like... I've never been on hard enough times where I would consider a bag of Lay's potato chips as like a meal for the night. <laughs> well, it's like it's not obviously it's not the entire meal, but it's okay. like part of it, and it's just like what the fuck. I mean, like it, uh, it's it's like a reasonable side dish. You go you go to like a subway, you get like a you you first you first you cry that the five dollar foot long doesn't exist anymore. But you like go and get your sandwich, and then you get like a bag of potato chips on the side. Yeah, it makes sense. Then my comparators really are civilized people all day one, but deep inside they're still pagan Vikings. That's true. That's true. That's to, put, to put it in, to put it into perspective, our Christmas is in two days, the twenty fourth. Uh, whereas the rest of the world celebrates it at the twenty fifth. Yeah, it's still pretty cool though. Um, you get to you get to do all this shit early. Yeah. Uh they're doing it just to mock the Jesus bastard. That's us. We mock the Jesus. <laughs> we mock the Jesus. Oh uh, man, Jesus from accounting's gonna be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um I, I there was a Alright, so uh I um I mentioned it uh, a couple of times before, but uh, when my uh, mom and dad got divorced, my dad moved to Sweden to live with his new girlfriend there. And so uh, my uh, I have a, 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 st- a stepsister who was Swedish. And so, you know, we would ever so often uh, go up there and celebrate Christmas there. And so one time we tried a Swedish Christmas. And that is, that is something. Uh, and they have this fucking thing that it basically uh, okay so the way that it works from memory and this was way way back when I still had hair and stuff so it's it's a long time ago holy but, shit yeah it's basically at lunch they just fill the table with the biggest fucking feast you've ever done seen and then that's just gonna stay there for the rest of the day so you can just Go and eat it. Uh, uh, then go, step away from the table. And then come dinner, go back to the same table with the same food and eat that shit. Maybe they'll add some, you know, some new hot stuff to it. But other than that, it's just like, you you just fucking eat when you want to. And I remember they had this uh, thing that basically looks exactly like, you know, cola. Like it's yeah. this black fizzy thing. And even the bottle looks almost identical. Uh, I think it's called Julemust or something. And it tastes like the fucking armpit of a fucking drunk dude. It is disgusting. And so many times would I get poured a glass of this, think it was Coke, dive in, and it's just fucking venom. Oh. <laughs> um. Is it alcoholic? If it's alcoholic, I can believe it's. I can believe why it was made. If it's not, I'm like, hmm. I I actually don't know. But now you got me curious. Ulemus alcohol. I better spell it in Swedish. Uh, 
But the alcohol you used. Because like, this shit was like alcoholic, and if it tastes bad, but if it fucks you up, that's going to be a nope. good drink at the end of the day. Doesn't seem like it. Wow! Didn't realize Sweden's a bunch of freaking masochists! It's it's fucking wild. Let's get Hugo on the podcast and ask his opinion on this. We really need to get him on, on the podcast at some time. We do. Why haven't we done that yet? I don't think we thought of it. Like how we didn't think of putting a webcomic <laughs> this section in the webcomic relief oh, server. Okay, you're just gonna fucking put us on blast like this. Alright, you take this one. <laughs> uh, there's not really much to talk about. I'm like, okay. Um, I'm trying to invite my friend into the webcomic relief server. And uh, I've always Big been mistake. referring... You're welcome. And I've been always, like, uh, <laughs> referring to it as, like, oh, it's the webcomic server I moderate. And I keep trying to, like, hype it up, trying to get them, like, excited about, like, going in, sharing their art and stuff. And they they tell me, oh, it's a webcomic server. Uh, I can I can talk about, like, all these webcomics I've read and, like, share them, right? And it's like, oh, yeah, sure. And I'm, like, looking through the channels to see which one to recommend. And I'm like, wait, hold the phone. Un momento, por favor. Where is the channel for discussing webcomics in the webcomic relief server? We've got art channels. We've got genre channels. We've got things specifically all around you. We've even got, we've even recently added like channels to suggest webcomics for the webcomic relief. But we don't have a channel just to talk about webcomics we've read. Or explain why we're recommending those Web comics in the first place. The server is. Uh, I wish I could actually look up when it was made, but it is well over five years old. I know. It is. Why we, are we so fucking stupid? <laughs> we, we've been doing a lot of things with the server, okay? We, like, you had a whole charity stream we made a bunch of money for. Uh, God, fucking April Fools is always fun. Where I like change the cover to Mora's tits and just like have one chat in there, and everything else is locked. People the always server. get very worried. <laughs> uh, like whenever it's the best part is is when I change the server icon and the name, and then everyone's like, "Why did I join this server? What?" Like, and it's people who've never talked in like years. It's like, <laughs> yeah. what is this? People who've just been lurking, and like I think this year we changed it to Tails gets trolled, and then yeah. the year before that we changed it to Les Linders, and people just go like people who you have never seen before, never talked before, just suddenly go like, what the fuck? <laughs> Where am I? Who are you people? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, um, hey, uh, if you guys are in the webcomic relief Discord server. Uh, yes, please, uh, use that webcomic discussion channel to talk yeah. about webcomics. It can be your own, if you want. It doesn't, as long it doesn't, as it's a webcomic. As literally, if it's a comic that you put on the internet, you fucking go for it. Like, Even if it's tangentially related, please. It's one of those things where, like... It is the most self-explanatory thing 
in the literal world. Like nothing has ever been more like obvious. Hey, this thing called webcomic discussions is for discussing webcomic. But you will still have some absolute fucking brain-dead idiot reach out and go, uh, Hey, uh, I just bought the new expansion for The Sims. Where do I go and talk about that? Well, we have a channel for that. It's in Epic Gamer Chat. <laughs> we, we have a fucking channel for video games. And then they go, No, but I actually want to discuss the writing in it. And then they go to writing critique. And like, what the fuck? It sometimes people just want to be fucking chaotic, and you can you you can't like you you can't like stop for the slowest member of society. Sometimes you got to leave some people behind. But yeah. still, <laughs> the fact we went so long without this, and I only realized this because I wanted to invite somebody to the server. Because my friend wanted to talk about Devil's Candy, and they're trying to like build up like screenshots to like start that conversation, mm. which is the thing. Like, uh, it's one of the. It's actually, um, it's like a webtoon that was like a webcomic first, and like they kind of branched out. They kind of did the Emily thing, where they like started off a webcomic, then like found a publisher, and then like they grew over time. And my friend really wants to talk about that, and it's been one they've been trying to push me to read for years, and I've just been. Lazy is all bloody hell, but I should. Oh, the modern friend server for April Fool's has changed the server to a communist regime. No, Cloudy. Huh. You're not allowed to do that. I'm not going to. <laughs> just, gonna, like, just gonna kill that idea right here. I'm not gonna do... Okay, if I was going to do something like that, it would have to be webcom related. And, like, the closest idea that would come to mind... Is like okay, uh, what what was that? It was like you know the fucking armbands and Yowie High. It'd be like something along that whole thing, you know, where like the they, they yeah, mark like the <laughs> the the breeders. Yeah, <laughs> like I I I I don't recall there was, there was someone who brought it up at one point where it was like, oh, you can now buy these armbands from Attack on Titan, oh, and the okay. fucking emblem on that armband is just the fucking breeder armband from from yaoi high and i remember it specifically because it looks like a blown out anus <laughs> i remember that like uh, okay okay we're, we're, it's a good thing you brought up attack on time because we're going to pivot to anime pretty soon but i just hmm. want to say <laughs> That, like, promotion was so short-sighted and everybody turned on them. Like, how did this not, like, how did you not stop to think this was a bad idea? Like, the, everyone uh, walking around with arm brands. The, so there's a thing in uh, creative thinking, which is called the six caps of, uh, of thought. And it's basically just where you have, like, the critical hat, and then you have to look at something critical. You have the positive hat, where you have to look at something positive, and then like there's a bunch of other hats, and it's like it, it, it's one of those uh, concepts that I, I encourage everyone to use when they um, when they uh, approach a new concept such as this one. And I don't think it was used because if someone had used that, I think they would have known this is a pretty bad idea. 
Oh, uh, yeah, it's okay. Uh, the, the, I know the story is already kind of on edge with certain people with, like, maybe, maybe not Nazi rhetoric. Maybe we shouldn't. But then we did. Oh, I get worry. Against a bit of judgment. Um, but one thing you cannot take away from Attack on Titan is the, is the music that is made by, oh, I think his name is Sawano or something. Mm -hmm. uh super talented music creator he also did it for guilty crown he also did it for xenoblade the the one on the wii u that yeah i want on the switch because it was mm -hmm. fun and you got to pilot a fucking mech, mech? turn into yeah. a tank um uh but i found out recently because of a certain announcement that we're going to be talking about that this very 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 good uh musician also made the music for bleach <laughs> <laughs> and i did not know that like it wasn't it did, i don't think it sounded like the original trailer but like it it, it it sounded different from like the original anime but i'm like when you brought that up i'm like oh oh that it's just so God, please talk about the Bleach trailer. I, I'm at, I'm at a loss for words. Just how fucking hype it is. Alright, uh, actually, I will need your help with it. Because I didn't... I didn't uh, get to the Quincy War, or whatever it's called. Uh, Thousand Year Blood War. Thousand oh, really? Year Blood War. Uh, no, yeah, so, so let me real quick just break it down. Uh, I... Um, I read and watched the anime and, and manga. I own... A lot of the anime and manga on DVD and books, um, and uh, and then eventually I started, you know, reading it on uh, super uh, legit websites. And uh, th when they reached Aranka, I think it's called like Wekomungo, the Aranka. Yeah, 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 yeah. At that point, I just started, you know, like when you read something for so long and just like constantly. Like every night you go and read this thing. At one point, you just okay. I could do with something else, mm -hmm. but I'm still a little interested. So I would, you know, when I could see, oh, they just keep on talking about dumb bullshit. Just kind of skip that, skip that, and then it became like skipping almost all writing and just like looking at like like skimming through it basically. What looking at the mm -hmm. cool images and picking out little parts. And then once we reached the full bring arc. I was full on just like looking at the images and then mid into like when Ichigo gets the swastika thingy. Um, yeah. Uh, then I was just like, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. And then I stopped uh, reading it. The anime I watched up into the, the biggest filler part, the Boundo saga, which... <laughs> Which was uh, we'll be getting more into it later, but Bleach was my very first experience with anime, like full on watching anime. Uh, I never really watched at, at the time. I never watched like Dragon Ball or Sailor Moon or anything to, in any like in in any greater capacity. I would watch it every now and again, but Bleach was the first one where I was like in it. Um, but yeah, we'll get back to that for now. Uh, I never uh, under uh, I I don't know where this trailer is in comparison to anything else. So that's where I hope you can kind of like save me. 
Okay, uh, before I go into that, I want to, like, mention something real quick, because I had, like, the opposite experience to most people. I actually joined the whole Bleach hype train super late into the game. I mm. could, for the longest time, I could never get into Bleach. I, like, the most I could probably get was, like, halfway through Weko Mundo, and, like, th- like, all the fights with, like, characters I just did not care about kept popping up and like everyone I did want to see was either off screened or like underutilized and like that's a big thing with like Kubo's right in general that I noticed. Mm. But like I just I was like full on on the bleach is a shit manga thing for like years. Mm. And then um uh like years go by uh and I, I buy uh I buy a bunch of manga off of Emily because like she was like uh, getting them out of her basement and she had like a couple of poems of bleach. And I'm like looking at the manga, like uh, also I want to just mention, like I could, I, I, uh, I've not seen very far into the anime. I dropped that super hard, like before I even got to fillers. But I, I, I start reading the manga. I notice how really cool and like uh, aesthetically pleasing the whole manga is. It's just really fucking yeah. stylish as hell. Like if you can say one word about this series, it's stylish to fucking hell. And. I, uh, real quick about that topic a thing that i really appreciated about bleach is that like it was urban fantasy and they did not shy away from making it very like feel real it wasn't you know just characters in in school uniforms or anything people would like dress like in modern clothing with like oh let me hoist my pant leg up a little bit or wear a cool t-shirt or something uh, typically all the chapter drawings would be in very sick looking outfits and stuff like that and it just helps selling the like selling that these are teenagers in our world and uh i i've watched a little of jujutsu kaisen and uh mm. season two's outro of that is is most of it is filmed uh, like it looks like it's filmed with a a vertical phone you know like mm. when, when it's like like uh, six by 19 i think it is yeah. um and and it's and it's those things where it's like if you can like sell to me that this is like real people or something, then like I believe it way more and I'm way more engaged in it because that's what I think is interesting is seeing real people in modern day dealing with these uh, surreal things. But yeah, sorry, go on. Uh, I'm gonna put a pin in that like and breathe that up for later. But like uh, basically, mm. uh, the whole reason I I caught up to a thousand year war Lord of Warwick despite not being a uh, fan, um. I decided to like blitz through it like last year when I was on a plane ride from like uh, America to visit my friend in the UK. I read like up until Wicomundo on the plane ride over and then I read the rest of the series like on my way back. And I, even though I, I have certain gripes with the writing, when you can look past that and like there is something about it that is just genuinely really fun and enjoyable and fucking mm. cool. And I kind of, like, flipped my, like, opinion around. So, when I saw the trailer, I was fucking shocked, actually. Yeah. So, um, I'm not gonna do a breakdown, but, like, the beginning of it is, like, it's, like, the anime never fucking left. It was, like, it's, like, just at the point right after, um, uh, uh, why am I forgetting the name of the arc before A Thousand Year Blood War, the last one the anime did, uh, What's it called? Uh, Lasse. Um, point is, Fullbringer, thank you. 
don't know why I was forgetting that. But anyway, I, I didn't. I, I didn't know whether there was something before like, that. <laughs> anyway, uh, but but no, but like, uh, it's it's like he's it's like he never left. He like he like shows like right at the beginning, like the super fucking start of it. He's got the trench knife. He's got the really cool. Then he turns the bonkai. The fucking Getsuka Ten shows in like black and purple. It's fucking hype. But then, like, you see these scenes where they kind of look like they're, like, tr- uh, this thing, it's this thing that motion comics do, where they, like, make the, uh, it's not fully animated, it, look, it looks like they're drawn over the panels of the manga, and they just add lip flap and stuff. They take scenes, like, super late into the Thousand Year Blood War, like, near the end level stuff in the fucking trailer. Hmm. Like, uh, like, we see stuff with, like, Yamamoto, we see, uh, Shinsui with the, with the iPads, we see, we see Toshiro's Bonkai, which is a huge-ass fucking spoiler. And that fucking oh, surprised me. Yeah. I didn't know my boy got a Bonkai. Oh, you'd be... <laughs> yeah, a lot of people, it's, uh, in the great words of Vegeta, it's like a Bonkai bargain sale! That's what the fucking Thousand Year Blood work arc was. Okay. But, like, they, like, show a lot of shit, like, that's way further into the, like, towards the end of the fucking series. You even got to see, like, Yuha's mustache and you see his fucking face. And I'm like, oh my god, it all looks really fucking cool and stylish. Unahana with her hair down. That's spooky as all hell. You see, uh, god, there's, like, this scene with, uh, Kenpachi is, is, like, walking up with his sword. And he's like, a, and he, he's got like a big grin, long hair. It's like he's gonna fuck somebody up. And uh, in that scene, he does horrifically. It's like all the stuff. <laughs> it's like getting you hyped because it's been like, I think, it, I think like the anime announced it was gonna come out like around October 2022. So that's that's like ten years after like the series fucking ended. Yeah. So and like it it apparently it's it's a good time to be a a a bleach fan because the manga also picked up again with like almost like an epilogue or something to bleach where Ichigo's now a dad and everything so far out of like um goku naruto and ichigo and like ichigo's kind of like the best dad out of everyone so far low bar low bar but kind of hype though like, okay, so you got Naruto who actively neglects his son by just constantly, like, doing other stuff. And you have Goku who is actively beating the shit out of his own son. Um, and then you have Ichigo that loves and cares for his son. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he he works... Okay, so okay, so the thing I'm going to take the pin out now. The thing that fucked me up a lot about Bleach, until, and it didn't really hit me until after I finished the story... Uh, he's like 15 for the majority of this. He acts like a fucking adult. And you don't yep. really notice it. Uh, th- I, I don't remember if this was anime or in the manga, but like he fuck it. There was like this scene where in middle school he like calls up the hospital. Is like, hey, I need you to need you to send an ambulance <laughs> for nine but for like nine people. They're out. They're knocked out all out cold. And then he hangs up the phone and proceeds to beat the shit out of nine people. Guy was <laughs> fucking twelve when that happened. That sends me reeling. Oh, that's that's uh, when he meets Chad, isn't it? It is when he meets Chad. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, 
Yeah, yeah, that, that that that's that's wild, and it's so. I always love a good uh, like flash forward. I always love love a good time skip. Uh, but the reason why I was able to remember, uh, like, oh, that's where he meets Chad, is because, like I said, uh, I I I read and watched uh, a lot of Bleach as a child, and it was like the first anime that I really got into. And the way that I would do it was that, like, the day before, I would pirate it using Kassar, if you remember that shit. Oh. And I would typically, and I would typically get like three episodes at a time, and then while eating breakfast, I would always watch uh, Bleach. And from from like I didn't, I knew nothing about comics or anime or anything like that. I just want, uh, I was just like in this shit because I remember I had found an interest in manga and anime because of Dragon Ball. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, and so one day I was at my friend's place, and uh, we we had asked on a forum like, "Hey, what's a good bloody uh, anime?" Because because we'd we, like you know we'd seen uh, a clip from a Ghost in the Shell where she's you know trying to rip up uh, like that tank and her arms come come apart and shit, and we were like, "Oh, that's yeah. so fucking gnarly, dude! We want more of that." So we had asked for a bloody anime, and so. We got bleach, which you know wasn't the most bloody thing in the world, but yeah, here we are. And so uh, I just fell head over heels for this. And so every morning I will watch a new episode of Bleach. And I remember when Rukia gets kidnapped back to the Soul Society, and all of a sudden there's a new intro and there's a new outro. Remember, I had never like followed an anime for through from one season to the next my mm. head is fucking exploding in euphoria i'm like what the fuck is going on the music is ch- there's a new intro who the fuck are all these cool people did that cat just steal a sword what the fuck is going on oh my god like it, it really felt like you had stepped a step beyond where like <laughs> of of where the 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 thing that you already loved uh was like oh my god what the fuck is this and um and that was also the first time that i caught up to an anime uh so you know you had to wait a week or something uh between episodes and i remember there was the time where ichigo has to fight uh, byakuya uh, in, in, in in his hollow form, and apparently there was like a, a a significant time between those two episodes, and so uh, I'm just gonna throw a random number out here. So if the episode before that was 88, I was waiting on episode 89, mm-hmm. and so one day on Kesar I can see episode 89. I downloaded and I'm like, here we fucking go. Ichigo is about to kick the shit out of Byakuya. And then I noticed that this looks very familiar. And it's because it's it's episode 88 again, but with weird subtitles. So now it's just like everyone is just calling each other inwards and being like very, 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 <laughs> very, very, very black in the lingo. Uh, I remember uh, there's, that, there's that one... Uh, dude who's like who has a head of a, a fox or whatever and he's like wearing the straw hat to to hide it come on more come on more yeah and one of them just looks at him and goes man you look like a wag ass bitch I won't lie and like <laughs> I don't 
This doesn't seem uh, like something someone <laughs> in this comic would say. I love... I, I love the time of ghetto fan subs. They yeah. they were a special time when when like Naruto says, "Sasuke, you fucker, you're my best <laughs> friend, you bitch, you bitch." Ah, <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, no, that is a powerful way to experience that. Uh, it. I and I would like. I think that was when I first started tracing comics. Was just like when I. You know, like I got my hands in bleach, and it's just like if Tide Kubo or Tighty Kubo, I don't know how you say it, is like his art style is so fucking good. It is so interesting and unique, and it like it's so personal, and you're never wondering what is going on. And everyone is so expressive; they all look so fucking cool. And I think, like, have you ever read uh, Zombie Powder? I think the comic is called, which is the thing he worked on before Bleach. Uh, he, I don't, I, God, I, I read that, like, a while ago, actually. But, like, no, I don't remember what happens, but I have read it. It's just a dude in a big fucking trench coat with a mullet who looks like Ichigo's face. And he's, wear, and he's using a sword that is a chainsaw. It's fucking wild. Um... And, and like, even in Dead, like, even in the early days of Dead, you could just, like, it was stylish. And it was where you really just realized that Titan Kubo is best when he just gets to draw cool shit. Like, no, does the story yeah. make sense? Nah. But is Doesn't it cool? Yeah. yeah. Then fuck it. <laughs> Honestly, like, at the end of the day... Like, th- that's the thing, like, what I enjoy. Like, when you stop trying to, like, overanalyze or theorize or power scale or all this, like, whack fan nonsense that people do with all their shows recently. When you just fucking enjoy the show for what it is and, like, enjoy the cool shit that's cool shit. The cool shit's pretty fucking cool. I ain't yeah. gonna lie. I think uh, you're, you're right on the money there. It's... Because that's something I would do, and you can even like look back on my early reviews as like overly critical, overly analyzing stuff. And, but you brought up Naruto earlier, where I was like, I fell out of love of Naruto so fucking hard it made my head spin. But th- but then I was like, you know what, the eighth gate was pretty fucking rad. And then I like look at all the other fucking things, and then I was like, Naruto was actually pretty fucking baller. Like, don't yeah. worry. Don't worry about the story. The story is fucking trash. But the fights, the fights are fucking cool, bro. Remember uh, when uh, Sakura is fighting that puppet dude and Sasoria? Like, yeah, and he shoots all that black shit at her like a big fucking cube or whatever, and she just <laughs> punches it through the ceiling of the fucking cave. It's the coolest shit ever, bro. <laughs> Like, honestly, if you take away all a lot of, like, the story significance, Sakura becomes a lot more enjoyable of a character. Because it's just it, Big Lady that punch really good. It's just Sonata 1.5. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not Sonata 2.0. No. It fucked me up, the Sonata... Oh, God. Actually, you know, the thing about Naruto that like, got me out of it is, like, the weird incestuousness of it all. Because, like, everyone's got bloodlines fucking everywhere. Yeah. Tsunade is, like, uh, is like part of Naruto's family. Karin is part of Naruto's family. They're all Uzumakis for some fucking reason. And he had no fucking idea. And Hiruzen put him in the fucking ghetto in the projects for years after yeah, but- his parents told him to take care of him. 
Yeah, but but bro, don't worry about that. Look I, at Shikimaru yeah. doing the cool shit with the shadow jutsu. Yo, the fight with Rock Lee and Kara was still hype though. It's it's everyone. Even to the point like to the point where you can just say I'm releasing the weights now. Knows what the fuck happened in that one because you just saw uh, you have this dumb looking fucking idiot Bruce Lee imitating motherfucker standing on top of this statue and then he's like hey sensei can I release the weights and he does the fucking dumb f- uh, nice guy thumbs up thing and then <laughs> Lee just digs down and takes off these weights and you're like that you're going ah that's probably five pounds what the fuck can this do and even the cat is like ah that's probably five pounds what the fuck can that do and he drops them and there's a mushroom cloud explosion <laughs> <laughs> It's like, like, Jesus, God, what the hell are you doing to this kid? And then he just starts wailing the shit out of Gara. And it's so fucking dumb, like, because it doesn't make sense. Like, obviously, if he has that much weight on him and he lands anywhere, it's going to have the same effect as if you just dropped the weight. But fuck that, because it's fucking cool. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, like... If you can just enjoy the show for the really cool dumb shit, everything just becomes a lot more a lot more fun. God, there's like a lot there's a lot of things I want to like. One One Piece is a big example of that because God, pacing is goddamn pain. But do I love the cool shit when it happens? I think like my favorite thing to tell people is like the 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 most hype thing to happen in a thousand chapters is Luffy punches a fucking fish. <laughs> and you have no context for that, but people no. who've read that far know how hype it is. I really need to get back into it, especially now that I'm working from home. It's like perfect for it. You have like nothing but time. Oh my mm. god! I'm dropping the weights now. Causes a nuclear explosion. That's yeah. basically what happened. Yeah. Uh, the, but like, I don't think you can really get around how fucking stupid Naruto really is. Like everything is just so ass backwards in it. But like, but I think it was also very uh, like it helped a lot with the with the anime because there was there was a lot with the anime that I felt was great. I uh, especially the music. I loved how it all had this oriental feel to it. Like, oh, the pan flute and the, the kaito drums and all this stuff. Like, there was so much... Uh, like, it had this own style that no, not any other anime had, to my knowledge, at the time. That really made it stand out to me. <laughs> like, you can definitely tell what makes a great series. Uh, like, a great... An- like, music changes so goddamn much Absolutely. when it comes to, like, enjoying a story like this. Because, like, mm. y- y- you, when, when, you have, when you only have the manga, you only have the art and the writing, and that's fucking it. If mm. one thing isn't strong enough, maybe you're not going to enjoy it. Where there's an anime, there's also a lot more things that can go wrong, but a lot of shit can be saved if the soundtrack's a fucking baller. And also uh, just, like, sound yeah. effects, too. Oh, yeah. Like, sound effects, like... Ah, oh God. The, the, the voice effect for whatever... Ichigo specifically goes into like hollow and it's like this weird guttural almost gargling noise but it's so fucking you get chills cause like fuck what the hell is that did you ever watch the Hajime no Ippo uh, anime or have you seen clips from it I've seen clips I've seen the Dempsey roll 
and I okay. listen and I and I listen to like a a hecky recky on a regular basis. I I need to like sit down and just binge it. But like I I, I a lot of that shit is fucking amazing. Info is fucking fantastic, but I on the yeah. whole like music and and sound design, uh, nothing in any anime, not even JoJo, compares to the punches that are thrown in that show. Oh, like God. every time a punch is thrown in that thing, it is the most visceral, bone breaking sound you've ever fucking heard. And uh, so. When they gave uh, Ippo the Dempsey role, and for those of you who don't know, it, it's basically <laughs> his, his, his super move where he's like circling around and he just starts comboing shit. And when he does that in the anime, I can just fucking imagine that they've sat in a boardroom going, what? What do you... How, what, is, what is insane? Like, what sound can we put in that's just the most powerful thing in the world and some dude high on crack cocaine goes what about a fucking jet engine <laughs> and so now when Ippo is like revving up for his special attack uh, no hype like not even a oh, it's probably like it sounds a little like no full on a fucking jet engine sound like when it starts you know <laughs> That starts going off, and you just know someone's like the song "Somebody's Getting Fucked" is slowly getting turned up in volume. Oh, God, I, that is like perfect because oh God, I have a hard like again. I've only seen like a couple clips specifically, but there's one that like sticks to my fucking mind where you just imagine Epo's just a fucking mecca, like oh, fuck. He, he's trying to take a stance and like he's trying to move around so far and then like there's a shot where he zooms in to like the tendons of his legs and you actually see the fucking muscles contract like it's a fucking yeah. like it's like he's a fucking machine and then like the jet engine starts playing it's like you okay fucking this this <laughs> child this child's a fucking gundam apparently but it's like there's like it's hard for me to explain because again I've only seen this one clip but it like it's sticking mm. out of my head right now just the things the, with like the sound and the animation like the things they're conveying in the show just makes you feel things man one of my absolute favorite clips is Kamogawa versus I, I don't recall what his name is, but he's like an American soldier. So I'm going to set the scene here for you, Claude. Okay. okay. I, I have not seen this. The floor is yours. Okay. So it's during World War II, or well, after World War II. Yeah, Japan is still about like rebuilding and stuff. We're ta- yeah. uh, and we're following Ippo's old man trainer, mm-hmm. who, uh, who is at his peak during the Second World War. And so, Amer- uh, and so like they're having boxing matches. Uh, and of course none of the Japanese are very trained in boxing so all these American soldiers are basically just cleaning the fucking floor with all these Japanese ones and it actually gets like very historically and and um, political about how are uh, we losing our Japanese pride and stuff like this because oh now this American soldier just kicked our ass and is now offering us food and so Kamogawa has a friend whose name I forget right now um who ends up getting punch drunk and uh like he starts you know hallucinating he starts he, he shakes he, and he passes out and stuff like that shit's bad so uh 
this uh, American army sergeant, I think he is, is giving the, the talking the maddest shit about Kamagawa's friend. So of course, like Kamagawa is like, okay, I will fight you, but uh, but like this dude is big, strong, big, tough, and like been doing this for years. So Kamagawa starts going like through this very insane training regiment. And so, and before this, I think that uh, we've seen Ippo uh, training his back by uh, taking a hammer and swinging it sideways into logs of like big wooden logs, and then um, like to hammer them into a riverbank side. Mm-hmm. So and so uh, here um, with, with Kamogawa, we see him do the same, but with his fists. And so, like oh. his friend, his friends, uh, his uh, the third friend's like, "You are fucking idiot! Don't fucking do this shit." And then the night, uh, the morning before the fight, his fr- his friend is like walking around, and he, like he's walking down at the riverbank, and he doesn't see the wooden log anywhere. So he's like, "Ah, oh, okay. At least like he stopped doing this dumb shit." And then as he's like walking up, he stumbles into something, and he like pu- pushes the grass aside, and the wooden log has been pushed all the way into the soil. And so, oh. and he's like, to, and, and like, he can see tra- uh, traces of blood and stuff on this stump. And he's like, through the, through the, uh, forging through this blood has become the fist of steel, Tekken. And so, because <laughs> that, that, that's what Tekken means. It's the iron fist. And yeah. so when, um, and so Kamogawa goes into a fight with his general immediately afterwards. So his, his hands are like, like they are at the point of breaking and so he uh during the fight he uh he uh, uh, gut punches this dude and you and you just hear this massive explosion as it happens and you zoom in and you just see the fucking like fist being destroyed you just see all the bones crack and you just hear the snapping of it and like the camera is shaking and you can just see the face of Kamogawa as he's like trying not to pass out from the pain and then uh and then the the sergeant is like okay I'm gonna block high because I know that after this he's gonna attack uh, attack my face to 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 make me lower my guard and like everything goes quiet and you just see him like uh, you see only him in in like complete blackness, it's like, why is the punch not coming? And then you hear his trainer go, uh, dude, below you. And then uh, you just hear Kamagawa, I may have lost a fist, but guess what? I have another one. And he just <laughs> uppercuts him. And it, and like, you just oh. hear him just fucking scream like, Hurr! and it goes completely quiet. And then you just see a fucking imprint of the fist on the man's like ribs. And you just hear like, hammer on metal cling because again it's 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 a fist of steel and then there's this insanely loud explosion of bones cracking blood flowing and just screams and shit and as you just see this dude's ribs just breaking apart and he's being lifted from the fucking mat and he then lands down and is like is knocked out. It is the most visceral, hardest punch in all of fiction. And I, like as you can tell, I know this scene by heart because it's just, it's everything just coming into into one scene. Oh, uh, really uh, push up the pitch. 
that, it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> also, I, I you best know. believe that when the dude calls Kamogawa the man with the iron fist, it has a full page spread of the man looking into the sky and Tekken being written in big kanji in the sky. Like, the, <laughs> you best believe that's what happens. <laughs> Okay, I was waiting for that. Just <laughs> chef's kiss. That is, that's where you know shit's good when the fuck when they're just random kanji like splattered onto the screen, but it has meaning and emphasis. Yeah. Oh my god, that sounds fucking amazing. And I and to circle it back, I remember that Bleach kind of did something similar when Ichigo first releases his Bankai. Because I think it was at the end of an episode, and you see like Ichigo do the thing where he, you know, holds his sword out and his uh, hand on his arm, and then like the, uh, there's all this music, and then it just cuts to black, and all you hear is "Bunkai," and the epi- and the episode ends, and it's like, "Huh?" <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to build up fucking hype. Yeah. Oh. Bleach and Naruto also did this really cool thing where they had this really, really depressing, sad, angsty music. But it worked so great in tangent when when they then overcome whatever they were facing. And it just like has this explosion of, oh yeah, we fucking did it, bro. (laughs) It's it's that one-two punch where like... It's kind of like I was talking before, like music does so much to like change a mood and like emphasize it. If you fucking when you have like the sad pan flute going on in the background and you see Naruto <laughs> like man, oh my man's down bad. He's 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 in the shit right now. But then like you hear the taiko drums like start playing up. It's like nope, we're not staying in here. We're gonna see my boy win for once, and it's great. And and uh, especially with Naruto, it's so good because like you hear the the the, the taiko drums and then you hear like the people go shoot. Like they, they start doing that weird Japanese chant thing. It's just like, okay, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. He's going to kick some ass now. Anime is fucking stupid, but I love it. <laughs> you know, it's good to love stupid things. Yeah. It, it, it's being so, it, just because something stupid does not mean it's bad. Even... Uh, I re- I'm really excited for, like, the new Bleach anime. Because, like, this is going to be my first foray into, like, actually following the Bleach anime. Because, like, the original mm. one never really... Again, like, I-, I had my own issues with it, personally. But, yeah. like, this looks really fucking hype. There's also, like, a lot of hype go- surrounding this. Because, uh, like, famously... Uh, Studio Perot and the original Bleach anime, they kind of didn't take a lot into, like, uh, what, uh, he didn't, they didn't, uh, he didn't have as much power over the anime as he does right now. Because, hmm. like, they're taking all of his criticisms into, um, into consideration for what, how the new anime is going to look. They're on a later time slot, so there's, like, speculation it's going to be way bloodier, so they're not going to censor a lot of, like, the really graphic shit that's going to happen later on in the manga. Cause shit gets fucking crazy. Like the the thing, like there's a fight with Kenpachi that gets like brutal as hell in the manga, and to see it animated without like them cutting around is gonna be amazing. There's like so much I can't wait to see Kenpachi. 
Well, yeah, but I was about to ask, who is your favorite character from Bleach? Um, because everyone has one. I do have. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to. First off, I'm trying to think of like the go. So, so my the, my my favorite character is Chad, mm-hmm. and it's pain to be a Chad fan. Oh yeah, I want <laughs> I want so much to happen with him, but not enough. Not enough does. Oh, Sorry. Hold on. Oh, but um, uh, Chad's my favorite. I, I remember seeing him in Wenamungo, where he gets his other arm. Yeah, and he and he punches the dude, and the debris in in the wall behind him turns into a demon face. It's that that is one of the coolest things <laughs> mankind has ever created. It's listen, Chad has so fucking much going for him. Like they they like if you could have told me his dad was an actual fucking hollow and I would have believed it. Because the shit he was pulling, he's just like, okay, I guess I'll just use my other arm now. Boom! Fucking! Oh, I love him. Uh, plus, he, plus, like, you know, he's like, cool. he's like the closest thing I've got to, like, Spanish representation in the anime. In, like, most anime either. But he's just so suave and the guitar comes out. And it's, I, I'm so happy that they, they kept the guitar for him. I, I like, hope... Re- yeah. Like, really nail home his, his heritage. That's so cool. Oh, I love like I think you guys all, like like you can tell from Wicomundo like Kubo had like a thing for Spanish for a lot for like a long time, which is great. But um, um, he's my favorite character. I'm sad that not a lot happened with him. But like my my other and like my other two favorites, um, like that are kind of like go up of him for like characters that actually get to do shit. Uh, is Urahara. He is also my favorite. Uh, Next who is Chad. that? Uh, Hat and Clogs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love Ohara. Uh, you, 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 you would love him. Yeah. Man, man just like walking around with his cane, pulls out, and he turns to his fucking softbox. Yeah, he's like, I have a thing for like characters who are like super lazy, super laid back, but like also wicked genius. Hmm. To the point where like, like fucking people like Aizen are like, Okay, I have to respect you because this guy can pull some bullshit for my bullshit. So I have to counter assume for his bullshit. There uh, you go. There you go. Uh, or is my guy. <laughs> How about you? Uh, first of all, I just want to recognize the chat. So the Killer Bunny's uh, favorite is Ichigo and Shane's is Orihime and Rukia because he shares birthday with Rukia. Oh. Interesting. When is Rukia's birthday? I'm gonna look it up right now because I do not know character birthdays off the top of my head. Oh really? What kind of fucking weeb are you? Um, but January yeah, my fourteenth. Fa- January fourteenth. Okay. Oh, then it's almost your birthday, bro. Um, I think my favorite character is again. Uh, if we're picking two, I would say is his name Ikaku. Ikaku. The bald. The bald, the bald guy. guy. Yeah. It- yeah, exactly. not because he's bald. I, I want to stress <laughs> that. Not because he's bald, but it's just like I, I, I always love that dude who is just like he's the straight man to the point of violence. <laughs> like he will beat the shit out of you. Like just like shut the fuck up, idiot. Um, and the other one is and and her name I completely 
forget, but she also doesn't have a very big role. But she's the uh, head of the firework uh, business. Oh, 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 oh! I, I, I did. God, I feel, I feel like shit because, like, I was about to say she's the one with the big boobs, and I'm like, wait, that's like five fucking characters. Yeah. Um, but like, no, I know who you're talking about. She has like the headband. Yeah, and only one arm. Yeah. She's so fucking cool, I, and I, and I guess I always just like like similar similar as uh, I like Ikaku for her face role. I always just like the um, the big smile, drinking beer, big sister thing that that this chick has got going for her. Kakakushi, that's her name. Kakakushi, Soifun, also a good one. Not my favorite, but a good one. Ah. Oh! Okay, so I, I gotta ask, uh, Claudie, um, did you see the part where Yuruchi and Soifun has the first fight? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, where, I, yeah, I know another fight. Where you, oh. Yuruchi is like, hey, do you know why uh, why the stealth department's outfit doesn't have anything covering the shoulders? And then she, like, activates her ability and, like, her sleeves just explode off. <laughs> it, it it's like oh that's a cool way to mix it that is a flex and i love it <laughs> hey i don't have shoulder to get blown off anyway yeah but uh, that was also one of the things uh that i really gotta give kubo credit for was his ability to like even though that there are so many characters who wears the same uniform and they still stand out all the time, super easily, without having... Like, okay, there is that one dude, I think it's Kiba or whatever, the dude with the gravity thing. Like, his hair, little wonky. But other than that, every design is fucking fire, and it's, and it's easily recognizable, and it all sticks to the point where you can believe that they, yeah, okay, they've made their own little, like, tweaks and turns to the outfits to make it fit them, but it's always the same outfit. Yeah. Uh, There's something, there's something like that works when you have, like, everyone wearing, like, a uniform, because, like, it kind of makes you focus more on the head, on the face, because that's going to be the most identifiable thing on that body. Like, everyone's got, like, a set, like, bo- different body proportions inside. Everyone's got the same body. Everyone's got the same clothes. Everyone's got, like, swords and shit. But it's just the little... It makes the little details stand out a lot fucking more, which I love. Yeah. Uh, there's that one dude with the straw hat and the two swords who's, uh, who's like, who has his personal assistant that he always hits on. Shinsui? Shinsui. Probably. And yeah. I remember when I saw him, I was like, okay, this dude is for real, for real. Because his outfit was the one that was mostly changed because he had that um, piece of cloth over it with all the, the, the flowers and stuff. The one that, yeah. uh, where when he fights Chad. And it was just like, yeah, okay, yeah, Chad, nice knowing you. <laughs> yeah, like, no, 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 like, hey, Shinsui doesn't give a fuck. And he, honestly, like, okay, he, he was like, he's like my third favorite behind Urahara. He does a. He's he's got that. I don't give a shit about anything. Energy, and I've got the fucking power to pack it up. And uh. and it's always just so cool when when this dude comes in because he's you know like he has his arms stuck in his sleeves while 
uh, like scratching his chin and you just hear like the sandals and like and he always looks like he's about to f- to fall asleep like hey what's going on in here oh i guess we can't settle this over a drink well then and then he pulls out both swords and like guess we gotta do this and, and you're just like well this dude is fucking dead <laughs> <laughs> oh no chad i can't believe he died so early <laughs> oh god Shinsu is right. fucking cool. You're gonna love him in like the fucking uh You're gonna love him in the fucking uh in the anime when it comes up because he he does some bonker shit. And not talking about like like ability, just like he does weird shit. I love him. Sick. What 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 ability, Bankai or Shikai is your favorite? Ooh, that's a hard one. <laughs> um, God Okay, give me a second. I actually have to think about this. Go through like my mental Rolodex. Uh, talk about yours first while I'm thinking. I don't fucking know, bro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, okay, okay. I, I, um, I, I, I think I got one. All right, I got one. fine. Uh, okay, I, I guess I'm gonna have to cheat and say um, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna have Urahara because I know what his Shikai is and I know what his Bankai is. And Ishika is really basic, but also really versatile. It just slashes and things happen. I can make a shield, I can make a slat, I can make a, like a, a fucking beam. It's just like, I, I, I can, I, I use my sword as a wand and shit just fucking dies at my will. That's fun. Um, his Bankai is fucking wild, because it's like the epitome of like, min-maxing your stats at will? Like, I'm trying to explain it without spoiling, but it's like, hey, uh, you're gonna shoot me in the heart. Uh, it's a good thing I reconfigured my body so my heart is like five inches to the left, and now you fucking shit? missed, idiot. <laughs> you, you dumb idiot. <laughs> you dumb idiot. You missed. Like, God, he just, like, he... There's like, during the fight, when he uses his Bankai, his eyes get blown out. And then he just reconstructs his eyes using his Bankai. What the shit? Is, he like, he like, re, there's like a, there's like, whenever he's trying to do a, a swing, like the muscles in his arm gets reconformed in such a way where it can't do anything but maximize the power of this swing. Like, this arm is made just to swing this one time. And then he reconfigures his body to do something else. It is wild conceptually, and fucking Urahara is fucking amazing. Okay, that's pretty right. Yeah, that is that is my favorite. Uh, um, I think I'm trying to think of like other. There's like a lot of weird ones out there that I also really like. But uh, who are, who would be your favorite? Who would be your pick? I think my fa- uh, favorite, and it's such a simple one, but Renji Shikai. I just love the whole idea of having this, uh, like chain sword like ivy from from soul caliber and mm-hmm. and th- th- just the way that it's like it's almost like a butcher's knife so it's like oh yeah so so when he cuts ichigo at that one point and he's like pulling it back you're just like oh oh that's oh, oh. that's vicious oh that's that's rough <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's oh oh god um uh do you, do you know about renji in the um in the Thousand Year World War, do you know the shit that he goes through? Or no. do you completely blind? Okay. Keep an eye on that, because shit, shit also happens with Renji that you're gonna... I want to hear your reaction when that hits. 
Because I'm, I'm okay again, with it. shit's wild. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of like who else is a really cool buck. Okay, well, Eisen, of course, because he's got like the most bullshit ability. We never see Eisen's Bonkai, but his Shikai is also a fucking bullshit. Is that just the one where he like brainwashes people? Yeah, it's like a it's like perception alteration. Mm. Uh, okay, how do I explain this? Okay, but like Bunny would know the thing I'm about to bring up. There's this character in Ruby called Emerald, and what she does is like she makes you see what you want her to see. So like, say there's like an it's gonna make it look like a guy a guy standing next to you, and he's about to fucking punch you in the face. And he's he's in reality he's just standing there, but he's just like forcing you to act by like you know punching the guy like punching him back, and it makes you look like an asshole. Like Eisen takes that level, takes that concept, and goes to a whole nother level. It's like, oh, you thought you're gonna stab me? Here, you actually stab Momo with the heart, idiot. Oh yeah, you killed your true. friend. <laughs> Momo had a oh. rough deal in the anime, man. Oh okay okay okay. So Renji's my favorite Ishikai. My favorite Bankai is what is his name he's the black blind swordsman tenzin ten is that his name ten, i think i think it's tenzin um i, I thought there was an owen in there uh uh let me double let me double check all right well uh his bankai where he just makes that door uh, the dome of black tosin 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 thank you yeah thanks al uh, where he just makes that uh, that black orb where in uh, uh, you can't see or hear anything. Uh, that's yeah. a uh, that's such a cool extension of him. Uh, but I think I I like it even more uh, with the way that um, that Kenpachi beats it. It's like <laughs> okay, I can't I can't hear you. Or see you, but I can feel you. So come here and stab me, and then he gets stabbed, and then he like grabs his sword, and, like there you are. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh man, hmm, this is a very tactical. This is a very tactical thing. I can't see or hit him. I guess I'll just hit him anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, um. But okay. So Al has an interesting you. question, uh, which is that. Uh, to turn it around, is there any characters that stands out to you for being bad? Okay, so there's like a thing. Because like, a, there's a lot of characters in Bleach that do not reach their full potential. They're a lot mm. underused. I could, like, you could probably argue Chad as being a bad character because he just doesn't get enough. Mm. I think... Hmm. There's like there's this character in the Thousand Year Blood War arc, I cannot stand because he just can't lose. Mm. Like that's just his power. It's just I can't lose. Where like oh, against all sense of logic, reason, and narrative, like progression. He just says no. I, I I win anyway. You kill me, I win again. It was my plan all along. I cannot lose. He's bullshit and I hate him. And the way he gets defeated is that the big boss Yuhawk is like, hey, I need your powers for a second. I need to delete you. What? And then he dies. 
because the bigger bad needed to win narratively. Th- th- that is like a, like that that guy stands out. Um, it's just I hate him just because just because like he's just an unbeatable wall narratively, and then the narrative had to take him out of the story because no one could feasibly fight him. It's it's kind of it's kind of like my feelings for when like Madara got like backstabbed by fucking um uh, plant guy. Uh, I forgot his name. The point is, it's like it's like it's it's when when the story takes out a villain because it's way too powerful with the heroes. I, I consider that a bad character. Yeah. Okay. Zetsu. I, 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 yeah, I, I can see. Yeah. You can see what you mean. Yeah. Uh, I think for me. Um, I don't really think that there's any that I uh, I genuinely disliked in in Soul Society. I think everyone was pretty cool, even the ones who had like small little roles, like even the fucking yeah. dude who always comes reporting to his captain by uh, dashing down the hall, jumping up, getting on his knees in the air, landing, and then sliding with his knuckles on the ground in a groveling position until he reaches the door. Like, that dude's my, like, he's my hero. But, uh, <laughs> once they reach, um... Huecomundo? Huecomundo. I think, like, there decided to be some characters that I just genuinely didn't care for. One of which is, I think it's the first one that Ichigo fights, who's like, he looks like a fucking idiot, and the comic actually plays off of it. Like, Ichigo goes, okay, this dude's a fucking pussy. And then they start fighting, and the dude is actually dumb strong, and it, and it's like it's one of those things where the comic has kind of told you that don't don't worry about this guy, he's an idiot. And then oh, afterwards, yeah, they probably, and then afterwards, they're desperately trying to make you go, oh no, this is a this is a real guy. And I'm like, no, you've already convinced me that he's an idiot. Like everything from here, even if I understand that he is a a serious issue, it's like no, you've all, like you fucked it up. <laughs> Um, oh, oh god like you know what yeah you know what pre thousand year blood war arc yami that that is like probably my my, my least favorite like it's and not I, a bad character there's and like i also a, didn't there, care for for the main like the main dude that ichigo has to fight in that arc the, 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 no no the, oh, oh the, no no um Ukiora. yeah like, he, he was just like a blank slate, and I get that that was kind of like his point, but like, a, even if by design a character is supposed to be boring, he's still boring. Yeah, no, it's it's like oh, like, I'll, I'll show you despair, shit like that. It's yeah, like, like oh, okay. Uh, hey, I'm just randomly strong to make you feel despair, and then Ichigo go dies, and then becomes all like Vasto Lorde Ichigo, and then just mops the floor with him. I guess I felt despair after all, and then he dies for good. <laughs> but yeah, like, Yami was... Yeah, God. I think what rubs me the wrong way with Yami is, like, for as boring as, like, the Okiora fight was and how his character was, like, that, that shit was badass. That shit was, like, cool as all hell. And mm-hmm. then we have, like, fucking Ichigo, like, coming out of the fight, bad and bruised. And then Yami's, like, Man, I just killed your boss. This guy, like, what the fuck can you do? He's like, oh, I'm not the 10th Espada. I'm the 0 Espada. And then he just powers up to, like, kaiju size. And he's like, 
oh my god, he might be stronger than Ukiora after I almost, after I literally fucking died. There's no way I can feed it, beat him. And then, like, <laughs> Yakia and Kenpachi just off-screen him while everyone else goes to Karakura Town to fight Aizen. He was, like, they, make, they build him up to be super big, and then he just gets off-screened by, like, the two yeah. strongest fighters. Perfect. I, I, I will Perfect. say, like, like that whole thing of, oh, I'm the Siroid, or whatever the fuck. Like, that is so in tune to to Tide Kubo's writing. It, like, like how, how do we make this dumb and cool this way? Great. <laughs> Erase the one. It's, it's yeah. like they mean. It's like, oh, there's a ten. How do we make that scary? Erase the one. Just zero. And then everyone's like, oh, oh you wouldn't. <laughs> what, uh, what, what, okay, what is the name of that Aranka that has the massive on the boob? She, she always covers her mouth and, uh. I, I, I know who you're talking about. Toshiro fights her. She's the shark lady. Um. Fuck. Bleach on the boob character. What do we got? What do we got? <laughs> Nope, that's the wrong on the boob character. The third is Spada. Hollybell! Tia Hollybell. She was fucking cool. Like, at least yeah. her design. Oh god, like the whole shark aesthetic. The fucking big ass sword water stuff. I, mean, oh. I don't even recall that. I just remember those titties. <laughs> you know what? Fair. Actually, oh god. Another character who I loved but like didn't get enough screen time, uh, Coyote Stark. He was like, he was the guy with like the who fought with the guns, the first Espada, who went up against Shun Sunsui. They were like, and then he like after he shoots enough bullets, like okay, I'm bored. So he summons, he shoots a Sarrow, and then summons a, like a metric fuck ton of wolves. I like that. What guy. the fuck? Uh, <laughs> I'm also. Um... I'm reminded of, uh, I, I don't recall who it was, but I remember the design really just standing out to me was um, the Aranka, I think, who is just turn, turns out to be a skeleton with a crown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that was such a cool design. Baragon, his name's Baragon. Probably. Yeah. I, like, as you can tell, this is the point where I had just started skipping along. So it was like, oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> it's, uh, like, honestly, I pref I kind of preferred, like, getting to these fights and seeing all the cool shit happen. Because, like, the fights themselves and the shit that goes on is really goddamn cool. But at the same time, there's, like, trying to get to them is a fucking slog. Because then you get, like, a lot of the weird fights out of nowhere. Where, um, like, it's just, like, weird, uh, Fraxion and, like, lieutenants fighting each other. It's like, but I want to see Kenpachi fight, though. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, the Kenpachi fight with Noitora was the funniest shit in the manga to me. Because he's just fighting, this whole time, Kenpachi's, like, fighting with just one arm. And it's like, man, this guy's tough. I don't think I can beat him. Wait. I have to activate my secret technique. And he just uses his other hand. And it's two <laughs> two hands on the sword. Slash Notara fucking guys. I think it was a, a stroke of genius to have Kenpachi be the captain and then have his vice captain be this little pink haired, overly cute character and and have her like ride around on his back. Like it's such a great character dynamic where you really get just like 
you get to see the best and worst of both characters because of the company they keep. And also just the fact, like, I remember there's this one point where someone is, like, trying to challenge the vice captain. And she just, like, looks over her shoulder and the dude is, like, seeing a demon formed by her, <laughs> her spirit pressure or something. It's like, yeah, no, fuck that. <laughs> you know what? Like, um, I, I would like to live today. I think I'll leave you alone, Yachiru. Did we ever oh, see God. what like what she could do? I kind of oh. hope not. <laughs> uh, 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 oh, you, you kind of okay. do. You kind of don't. That's the fucked part about it. Okay, I won't ask more because I can feel like this is. Um... That's a ha ha. You're gonna find out in the anime, <laughs> my friend. Oh, oh boy. Ha. Uh, that is all the reaction you're getting. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of like just more cool bleach shit that happened. Um, actually, okay. There is uh something I found weird about the forward arc, which kind of didn't vibe with me when I first went through it, but I kind of like accepted once the ser- once the series was over in its entirety. Uh, do you remember the guy, the, 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 like, the, the, the lanky, smart guy who was, like, kind of the main villain, kind of not, for the whole, of the Fulbring art? Um, the guy with the bookmark. Uh, oh, uh, is, 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 is he the so, dude who has a sword where he can impl- implement himself into people's memories? Yeah, 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 Tsukishima, Tsukishima, yeah. Yeah. He's, it's weird, because, like, I kind of wanted the whole thing to revolve around him because like he had this whole weird it's hard to like explain like my thoughts about him because you can tell he was made just to like stir up drama but like you i feel like you could have done more with him too so it's like he he only exists just to fuck with ichigo that is his Mm. primary purpose in the story but like you can tell there's like probably something more you could have told us about him because at the end of the day, he was just the uh, the other substitute soul reapers like uh, lackey. At the end of the day, he wasn't the mastermind behind all of it. That's crazy. Because you I'm, feel I'm, like you, he was like a weird Eisen level threat. He's like a, this, this this big schemer. I'm gonna psychologically fuck with Ichigo for like the next sixty chapters, and you can't do anything about it. And then once like the once the Gote Thirteen show up out of nowhere, like squad. And then he kind of just gets like thrown off to the side. Like I, uh, I, I think so. Again, I, I didn't like this is where I completely just stopped reading and just like was browsing through. Um, but from what I could tell, it it seemed like a great way to like a great character to introduce for the sake of the story because as a lot of people have pointed out, Ichigo is very much a reactory, uh, reactive character. Like yeah. he, he doesn't really have a whole lot of agency on his own, so have a dude whose power is give Ichigo a fuck ton of stuff to react off of was a great move. Oh yeah, definitely. And I feel like it. I think the thing that I was just waiting for is like him to push Ichigo into acting more, hmm. but that never really came. Like someone else had to step in and take care of Tsukushima for Ichigo. We were, like, so close to being there, but I'm like, damn it. 
prepped at the last second. Ah, well, Biakia mm-hmm. of all people. Yeah. I, 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 I will say uh, a, a thing that I loved about uh, Bleach is that uh, something that took me a long while to realize, which is uh, the whole thing about how uh, it's very much about adole- uh, like like becoming an adult and 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 fighting against a corrupt society. And mm-hmm. uh, I realized, like, oh, that's why it's called Bleach. It's, uh, like, uh, there, there is... When I was younger, uh, I, I thought it was... Because in, in, in the manga and anime, there's this one point where they talk about how everyone seems to have forgotten about Rukia. And Ichigo says, oh, it's almost like she's been bleached from people's memories. So I thought, like, oh, okay, that's why it is. But it's actually... Uh, an act of defiance which Ichigo brings up pretty early on where it's like I fucking hate the, these dumbass teachers and stuff so I bleached my hair because like fuck them and it's this kind of defiance that then like continues into uh, where, uh into soul society when they break in there and we get to see how oh yeah the system is corrupt by a bunch of cold ass adults who they then go to fight I think like there's so much dumb stuff and so much like typical shonen stuff that goes on, but there is actually like a very interesting narrative being spun underneath that I feel that a lot of people actually miss, which is a shame because it's actually a very interesting point to bring up. And uh, I think they knew that it was an interesting point to bring up because they do the same thing with them going to Hinomungo or whatever, mm-hmm. how you pronounce it. Hueco Mundo. Hueco Mundo. Does that mean anything in Spanish? Empty world. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, you just made, of all things, you just made something click with me. With fucking anarchy dreamers, because you're talking about this, this, and like, I just, my mind immediately zooms into the panel that Emily drew during like the first, like, fight arc of her webcomic. And it's like, we're all dead, but, but but the fact we're alive is a middle finger to all these circumstances. And that's punk as fuck. And I'm like, oh, I, I'm starting to see the bleach in her story now. That's pretty cool. I, 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 we both love Emily. We both love Anika Dreamers. And I think that it's, it's so nice that she's just wearing her, her inspiration from bleach on her sleeve like this. It, like at no point has it been like, oh, what are you talking about? I, I don't know about bleach. Oh my, ah, I didn't put in a bleach. And it's like, yeah, yeah, that's bleach. That's a lot. <laughs> like you, you could honestly, like the style alone, she's definitely got that shit on on down lock. Yeah. God damn. But like, yeah, like also like thematically, that just fucking hits, man. Mm. I'm excited. Also, uh, real quick, uh, to to wench in the chat. Uh, Rukia was the ice lady. She does, uh, she does, like, some weird ice stuff. Like, if you're within a certain radius, you just turn to ice. Like, your cells get replaced with water and you're just dead. Uh, and then... Isn't, like, the Shikai, isn't it, like, her sword gets all white and then there's, like, this little thing hanging off of the end of her sword? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a th- it's, it's basically, like, um, within, like, a certain area... There's gonna be like like uh, whatever she activates with her with her shikai. There's gonna be a really big ice spell at the end of the day, and then her sword turns to ice, and she can like make it shorter, make it longer because it breaks apart. 
It, it, she's she's got she's got as much of an ice thing the the same way Tochiro does. And her isn't bon her ka- bankai the armor? Yeah, kind well, kind of. We we see her bankai. We actually see her at her actual bankai in the uh, in the uh, thousand year blood war arc. So we see what that looks like, and just to like vaguely explain it, it's just everything in the next hundred miles is now absolute zero. Like all molecules just stop moving. You are now you are ice now. Die, <laughs> and and that's her. You're ice now. Now go fuck yourself. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Uh, I think like the the although like the um I guess, I guess like the downside is that like she turns into like an ice sculpture, and she has to stay that way for like a day. Oh, so she also becomes ice and die. She also goes and fucks herself. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Archives are weird, man. I, I think, like, at the end of the day, I don't think anyone can uh, understate, at least here in the West, the influence that Bleach has had on, especially, like, this generation right here. Because it was just so unlike everything, anything that we had seen otherwise. I think it was... Like maybe Super Eye Patch Wolf or something who who brought up where it was like what was out other than this at the time? You had uh, Dragon Ball where guys flying around on a on a on a cloud and shooting beams at people um, in a in a fantasy world. You have One Piece where a guy can stretch his arms infinitely long in a fantasy world where he's sailing around on a boat. You have Naruto, where it's a bunch of ninjas in a fantasy world throwing shurikens at each other. And then all of a sudden, here is Bleach that are fighting demons in the real fucking world by real fucking teenagers. And that's just like, that. that's something that I honestly feel is, uh, like, it's very interesting to, to look at that and look at web comics today because... Having covered a lot of webcomics, and I know you also read your fair share, there's a lot of them that are, oh, we're, we're doing fantasy. And like, oh, here's dragons, and here's, here's swords, and here's, all, like, aliens Tower and sci-fi. Yeah, all, like, we have all these things. And it's like, that's fine. You do you. I'm not saying that can't be great. But I'm like, why don't we see any more, like... Urban fantasy, I think, is the genre. Well, yeah, urban fantasy, but also just like, when is the last time you've seen a, a a normal like action comic, like with people with guns who shoot at each other? What's the What's the one where the guy has a gun for a face? Gun face? I, I don't know. <laughs> I think it it might so- be gun face. Sounds like a guy from Chainsaw Man. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? No, it was a di- it was a different anime though. But um, I I know I definitely get what your point because like there's there's something about like the about like the uh, what's the word for when when everything's just like normal compared to everything else? Modern? It's not modernity. It's uh, fuck my English vocabulary just fucked off right now. But like there's something of when everything is just normal, but like mm. it's it's not really super crazy not over the top um it's just it's different mundane (laughs) mundane mundane that's it thank you there's only about when when things are mundane that kind of like 
when 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 everything's mundane, the 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 little things start like peeking out more. They start like standing out because it's just oh, you don't see that every day. I think I'm gonna follow that, and you kind of like follow a trail of just things escalating, going slightly more and more crazy. But if you if you keep everything like grounded, it also stands out in a way. Yeah, but but then like at at this time uh, and and age, I feel like. We have now reached a point where fantasy or sci-fi or magic or whatever the fuck, like that has become the normal thing now. So now if you were to make... I mean, Tokyo Revenge is doing really well in that. No, I, I, again, I'm talking webcomics here. Oh, webcomics, okay. Yeah. Uh, like anime is like kind of doing a little bit of both every now and again. But I feel like webcomics, like there's so many of them that's like... like Either it's it's fantasy or it's like if we if we do get something where it's like real world stuff, it is with fairy characters or something, or it's in the eighties or or something. There's uh there's never like I I I could do with a diehard as a webcomic, you know, like mm-hmm. here's a dude who shoots a bunch of people and 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 drives a car into a building like. Because I've not, I've now seen dragons. I have now seen uh, what uh, unsounded. Uh, I've seen ghosts. I have seen uh, superpowers. I've seen all of these things, but I haven't seen Jack Bomb, who is here to to kill to have avenge his dead wife, like something like dumb shit like that. And I'm, I'm kind of missing it. I feel like it's an untapped market. I, I, I guess so. I mean, like, it, it's it definitely can't be understated. Like, a lot of the people who are doing this now grew up on like anime and manga, and like mm. they're writing what they what they've watched growing up. And th- I think that also means to say that, like, I think during the time when anime was like a new thing at the time, we were like inundated, like oh, yeah. especially in the West with like really cheap action movie because they were trying to emulate the success of Die Hard. So it was like it was that thing where it was super commonplace in the western because like that's just what everyone in Hollywood was doing. Then all along comes like these weird crazy Chinese cartoons and everyone starts latching on them because it's different at the time. And now we're in a situation where we're like in the reverse where now we're so we're so covered in like Chinese cartoons we kind of want that old action style flair again. Yeah, I think Japan, it's like Japanimations. I think you'd want to call them <laughs> Japanimations. Yeah, Japanimation. Done yeah, by um, Aniplex. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it all comes down to the uh, to like what the generations before were brought up on, mm. and you can definitely tell like what they were influenced by by looking at everything else they weren't influenced by around the time. Like what was the most common for them, and what are and you te- you just tend to find like eventually we are gonna circle. I'm, I can definitely tell we're definitely gonna circle back to like the web comics where there are gonna be more um, gritty realism because I think people kind of are kind of just yearning. I think once people get tired of like escapism or this weird uh, crazy fancy stuff, they're gonna want to like settle down and want more like grounded stories. I could definitely see that happening. And we're kind of seeing that transition 
Because we are getting a lot more urban fantasies, and that's kind of like the transitionary point. I I, um, I think it's also because we we've started taking webcomics a little more serious now. So I I feel like oh we can we can actually do some serious stuff now. So we can oh, put yeah. it at, like we can tackle real stuff instead of it all having to be about a furry chick with big titties. It also kind of helps when people realize, hey, uh, the main people doing comics nowadays, DC, Marvel, uh, they're kind of shit. <laughs> Let's just make our own comics and see what happens there. Once, when, when the, when the main, when like the lifeblood of like the normal comics industry dies, then the web comics will take over. All. Then they can okay. thrive. They can thrive. <laughs> the throne of God stands empty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, We're gonna settle down and write some death notes. <laughs> I mean, I would, but uh, but as you were talking about that, it, it made me think about how, like, the whole thing about how uh, the previous generation has just been like inspired by by the stuff that came before, and uh, I I was just like sniggering a little to myself because oh yeah, I don't think I've seen anything as blatantly stolen or copied uh, as as Bleach. Uh, like <laughs> let, let's not let's not forget uh, Gene Simmons' son, uh, Nick Simmons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's not forget Jackie Diaz. Let's yeah. not for, let's not forget. And now I'm gonna fucking do a wild pull thirty high with a dude straight up lifted the, the hollow Ichigo thing, which is the fucking dumbest shit I've ever fucking seen. I. I'm, okay, so I remember that thing. I don't know if you remember it, but the, like in the review, I go, "Hey, it's fucking f- uh, funny how everything is suddenly all black and white, and there's this dude who's antagonizing the the main protagonist, and and that antagonist is also the same guy, but in now black and white, and he's talking about uh fucking the uh, uh, a king and a horse in the exact same way that hollow ichigo is doing like hmm, <laughs> these, these, these references are getting a little blatant and i remember it's one of the few times where uh the creator has actually like commented in the video and he was like how fucking dare you accuse me of stealing shit and i'm like bro it's right fucking there like no one is gonna fucking like call the cops on you or like cancel you or anything, but you can at least just fucking own up to it. <laughs> King and the horse is pretty deliberate. Let's be real, right? Because it's it's like so. Spe- There's plenty of other ways that you could convey the exact same uh, exact same message, but here, oh no, you chose the exact same comparison as Hollow Ichigo did, like. You can you, you you can have the same lines. You can have like the demon version of yourself, but you can't have them both, bro. That's a bit too much. You can't have all of it and then go, "Oopsie Daisy!" Just a complete like complete accident, <laughs> happenstance uh, at best. I play chess. That I know how to use an L horse, <laughs> a knight. I always call them L horses because they're because of the way they fucking jump. Uh, you know what it works it works the, i meant i literally meant to say knight and i just said l horse and i'm like oh god fuck it l horse is much easier <laughs> there's tribute and there's wiping my saliva off the dick with my tongue l has a way with words <laughs> that's impressive that's, that's impressive and, and oh. very explicit 
Um, but Cloudy, if someone uh, would like to uh, wipe our saliva off, <laughs> no way, that's wait. not how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it. Uh, Whatever. Uh, uh, if yeah. they want to do that, where are they going to send it to? Uh, yeah. The uh, the, <laughs> the webcast relief. Uh, uh, they can send that to webcast relief at gmail.com. So, if 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 they want to send us something so we can laugh our asses off because how beautiful that take was, no, they can send up. it to webcast relief at gmail.com. I don't. Oh, I love how that was beautiful. I uh, that that was like the best delivery we've had yet. I'm not even laughing at like the flub. I'm laughing at how we fucked up the bit. Was he the first guy whose comic you reviewed that had a negative reply to you? Mm, I think. I guess so. that's a real quick question. Uh, I think like the first one. Uh. So I, I remember I was overly negative about Axe Cup for some reason because again I was oh, like yeah. oh I oh, yeah, gotta analyze everything everything has to make sense but it, it you know besides the fact that that's like the point of Axe Cup is that it does make sense and uh, and that dude was like oh my god this dude really has a lot to say and I don't think like it was especially negative so yeah I think that dude is the first one who had a negative reply to it. Um, I, there's actually been remarkably few who has had like a negative response to to my videos. There's um there's there's those two. There is um it no it fox was cool. It, it was more like the t-shirt thing that kind of became an issue there. Um, Soul Cat, I know for a fact, got big upsetty in the spaghetti. About my mm. uh, Les Linders thing, uh, to the point where there was stuff going on that people had to deal with, uh, which has come to my knowledge through the Great Wine, which wasn't great. Um, and I think uh, House Pets offer was also like I I, I, br- I brought it up in an earlier podcast but like he 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 went on a thing where he was like talking the maddest shit about like how how people have been treating him and was in no uncertain terms saying that a certain review had made him like super anxious and and depressed or or, or something and I reached out to the guy I was like hey man in, in case this was my video I'm sorry that was never my intention and he was like yeah it was um mm. but all, but but prior to that he had also just said that i didn't know what the fuck i was talking about and uh had said that uh, my entire review basically came down to lol furries which mm. no i mean that's a little insincere <laughs> um but no um fortunately the for the most part people have been very very nice even if i slayed their comics uh master godai uh from rascals super cool guy uh, we both know that philip brown from yosh super cool guy um i think uh, uh Chalo even has been like very much like hey, you know what this, this video is pretty funny uh so uh which is also like that response to those was what got me like hey let's make a show called what's in the cat box because these people even though 
their comics are not the greatest. They're 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 cool people who can who can roll with the punches, which is hmm. really important when you when it comes to this kind of stuff. I don't want to do it to, to someone who who you can actually like uh, like negatively affect. Uh, oh, uh, uh, right. Uh, the creator of Yaoi High. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's really weird because she loved Sam, but she fucking hated me. <laughs> Even though Sam and I wrote the script together, <laughs> it was like, I fucking can't stand that dude, but you, you're okay. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Sam's got this aura where she can just like make bring anybody onto her side, whether it's her or Christian. Yeah, it's it's. What? Ah, uh, nothing, nothing, nothing. Um, but yeah, other than that, I don't really think I've gotten any. You know, do you think it, do you think it's because you're bald? I mean, I look like I'm the closest one to look like a minion, and I think like that's <laughs> that's a thing. So. Oh my god! Get her, uh, get Sam on the podcast in time. Oh, we I, I should. We should. There's a, actually like no no bullshit. If there's anyone you guys want us to try and get on the podcast, feel like actually send it in on on uh, webcastrelief at gmail dot com because like we might as well use this platform to promote and just talk with some people. Wait, where's your glasses? And. I don't wear glasses during the podcast. I only I wear them when I'm outside or when I'm like riser. I don't wear them when I'm just sitting here in front of my computer without my pants on. I only wear my glasses when I'm driving. Otherwise, I would crash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times, good times. Good times. Okay. Uh, we have yet another question from Why Not. And they write... If you could have the fighting moves of any fighting game character, who would you choose and why? They cannot be characters who are unplayable in their respective games, such as bosses. So I guess, like, no Shinakuma or no God Rugal. Well, I mean, I, technically they are, but... Uh, 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 it's over here. So, uh, that here is the input for the raging demon of Akuma. So you have one guess. Now, actually, I will give you three guesses. But two of them don't count. <laughs> Obviously, uh, it's Akuma. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, fucking yeah. I'm still trying to learn how to how like animate the after image sprites for like Akuma's thing because that's always been the coolest like video game effect. The the, the ten symbol. Like, you know, you know what, you know when he does it in in these. Uh, I'll, I'll explain after the podcast, but it's like uh, that's just something I want to learn how to do. Mm. Like not not like in the game, but like actually animate that for anything. That but, would be um, dope. Okay. I. Uh, so so I'm gonna defraud myself at the moment. Um, I'd actually want uh, Rock Howard's move set. Rock specifically Rock Howard. Specifically Rock Howard. Uh huh. Um. So, I did not originally design uh, Cloudy, uh, like the sprite he is now. He looked a little bit different, but a friend offered to redesign it for me. And I noticed specifically the, the, the um, jacket, the fingerless gloves, and the pants 
kind of looked a little bit similar to like Rock Howard Sprite. So that made me like, hey, who's this guy? And then over time, I like really enjoyed the way he fucking fights. Fact, <laughs> got just I caught there was like a point in time where I actually designed the way Cloudy fights to be the way that Rock Howard fights. I actually designed animations that looked like that. That's cool. Yeah. So like when when it, whenever it comes time to like actually make the series, you're gonna see him doing like <laughs> just bullshit. To to but be yeah, fair, no. there there are worse characters to pick than uh, Rock the God Howard. Yeah. We we need to get SWAT and uh, Omega Sparks on the podcast because they are both fucking huge KOF fans, and I feel like you could have. I think specifically with. With uh, Swatch, you could have a, f- a fucking field day uh, with talking about Rock Howard. There's, uh, there's a fucking video of them performing Ready, which is the one that I used for my intro jingle for, for a period of time. And S- Swatch is just on the stage in a Rock Howard jacket doing fucking roundhouse kicks. That is fucking baller. <laughs> like, these two are so fucking cool. Uh... Uh, the killer bunny says I want the power of K from King of Fighters because it's the coolest character of the gas again there are worse characters to pick worse. than K yeah I, I oh. love how his uh, what is it called Neomax or whatever like his big super is where he like just releases the flame by by putting his hand down and that's it there's no like big swing or anything he just lets it rip and it goes on for fucking ever and it burns you to a fucking crisp <laughs> it's just the die button fuck you oh. yeah it, it's so cool and also like can't forget about the sunglasses throw. oh yeah for those of okay. you who don't know he has a move where he just throws his sunglasses at a, uh, an opponent they get hit with it he teleports over and grabs the sunglasses and then beats your shit KOF's amazing, man. KOF is this weird mixture of the worst and best characters. And I think it's because there's so fucking many characters. Something's gotta be at the bottom of the barrel to push the best to the top. Yeah, that's not wrong. Like, the new KOF is coming out and there's this one dude, I don't recall what his name is, but he's also like wearing a... He has like all white hair and a red jacket. And what is his special move? He punches. And it's not like in the co- in the in the cool way where he just punches real hard. He just punches a bit, and that's both his super and his special moves. It's just like <laughs> he he does a few punches, and but and it's so interesting that that is the lamest fucking shit I've ever fucking seen. And then you have the character Yamasaki, whose entire thing is that he fights with his hand in his pocket, and he's a yakuza, and he's butt fucking sane. <laughs> Gotta have to be to 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 handicap yourself like that. But maybe and he, he don't and he's super hand. beefy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna kick you. I'm gonna kick you. It, it's it's no. so bad that like when he does his super, he it's literally just he takes his hand out of his pocket and punches you with it. That's it. <laughs> You've earned my fist, you bitch. Yeah. <laughs> that is actually kind of cool. <laughs> it's really. I would, be, I, would, I would actually be just a little bit disappointed if he didn't have like a special punch specifically for that hand. In in KOF uh, fourteen, he has a super where 
he, he basically he just uh, throws you on the ground and then like stomps on you uh, a whole lot and then he grabs a random item and and f- throws it down on you like a fucking move from yakuza and the and the object he he hits you with is as i said random sometimes it's a bike sometimes it's a table sometimes it's an umbrella he just finds something off screen and f- fucks you up with it Yeah, he first elbows you in the guts and then he grabs his glasses and shit uh, talks you before biting, beating, beating the ever loving shit out of you. Alright, so I forgot the elbow, sorry. <laughs> but come on, like nothing is ever gonna be the fucking raising demon. No, like, that shit's pretty fucking hype. It's. It, it's, it's so cool because, like, every, every other move. In, in fighting games. It's typically like, oh, do this motion. Like, quarter circle forward and a half circle back. Or something like that. And uh, and and they are all, like, either a, a, a big rush combo or, like, a big fireball. Or so, like, they all, at the time, at the time, they all were the, like, pretty similar. And then came the Raging Demon, which was unlike anything, because you had to... to, to do this completely weird input to to even do it and then when he does it you're not even allowed to know what he does it just goes completely black and then he stands there with a burning kanji on his back and the person is fucking dead and you and <laughs> and you're just left to go what the fuck happened and that mystery he fucking murdered him yeah and and that mystery is just like all you really needed to get hype about. Now we know what he actually does, uh, but it's still fucking cool. It's Apparently, fucking uh, do you know what it is that he actually does? I actually don't. I haven't kept up. So, and this is coming from uh, a source that have, has read a source. So, you know, take, take it with a grain of salt. But apparently what he does is that for a split second, he takes you down into the underworld and then... Uh, like if you have a a hint of regret or like negativity inside of you like any like if you are like a white soul and you have a little bit of black in you then it's just like exploding that to the oomph degree um that's why uh, akuma doesn't get hurt by it because his mind is clear so all that damage is for a split second taking uh, taking you down there which is also why uh ken and ryu's master goken I think his name is. Uh, he also gets hit with a raging demon and survives because he's like pure of heart, basically. I was like, ah, that's. I think that's a cool concept in that he's not actually beating you; he's just doing actual fucking magic. <laughs> that's actually kind of wild. Yeah, I like it. Did we? Uh, oh, I, I guess we have already done two questions. Yeah. Uh, we we answered one from the well. Okay, okay. I'll I'll get a quick one because like the first one's from the chat. Alright. Uh, this one comes from Caesar, mm-hmm. and he just asks Lassa a quick, simple question. Okay. In an alternate universe, Jay Naylor made a cameo in the an original life review by an alternate universe riser that is possibly hosted on that guy with the glasses. How does that make you feel? Um. Very very uncomfortable. Um, 
I've I've mentioned it before that uh, like in hindsight, I'm pretty happy I didn't get on that guy with the glasses, especially because uh, of yeah. what we now know that happened to that guy with the glasses. But also because I feel like if I had been there, I would have uh, stuck with the formula that worked and been like everyone, like every other reviewer, like, how does Link carry all these items in this video game? What the fuck? And like, you know, like bitching and moaning about the smallest thing and and, and like yelling and screaming and all this stuff for humor. Um, I'm glad that I didn't go there. As for Jane Naylor, it's one of... Uh, Again, the, uh, as as we talked about before, the funny thing is that I reached out to him. and was like, "Hey, you want to come on the show? Because I, I, you're one of the good guys. You don't make the sexual furry stuff, um, which is shows how much research I did back in the day." Um, <laughs> so if he indeed came out on the show with that being as the topic, I think I would have forever like shot myself in the foot and made myself completely unreliable so uh the bullet right there yeah plus he just doesn't seem like that that great a dude to hang out with he seems a little like like again when i did my research on him it seems like every fucking person that has hung out with him for any like extended period of time got annoyed with him because everything came down to politics that they didn't necessarily agree with so me, who doesn't like to talk about politics, hang out with him. Uh, n- no, bit much. That's a bit much. Mm. What's the episode? Uh, what's the name of this episode going to be? I don't want to have the whole dick saliva thing. Now you feel like number one. Now you shining feel like number bright one. for oh, everyone. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, but yeah, uh, so uh, I don't know if we are going to have a podcast next week because it's all the holidays and stuff. Um, so for now, uh, happy holidays to everyone uh, who are listening to this who are, and also who are not listening to this. Um, Feliz Navidad, is that how you say it? Feliz Navidad. Ah, yep, look, right. look at me! <laughs> um, hey, my boy and, got it. And also, in case we don't see you guys uh, before New Year's Eve, uh, have a, a great New Year's Eve as well. Thank you for everything in 2021. Uh, it's been great. Not a lot of videos, and I'm sorry about that, uh, but uh, this has probably been one of the most like changing years of my life. So, uh, hopefully we'll get to change that in the next year. Uh, it's been Cla- rough. It's been fucking rough. Yeah. Claudia, do you have anything? Like, any anything here at the at the end of the year you want to... I didn't do shit this year, and I want to change that next year. That's well, now you, now you have a beast of a computer you can do it on, if nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited about that. <laughs> it's going to be great. Uh, see you guys uh, in the next episode of the webcast relief. Don't know when it will be, but uh, yeah, we'll see you guys there. Take care.
Magazine.